Welcome, everyone, to the 20th episode of the podcast, dude. My name is Aaron Dowd, and I have a special guest today. Good friend, co-worker on the Sean West Network, just started his own podcast, Mr. Corey Miller. Say hello to the listeners. Hello, listeners of the podcast, dude. And hello, Aaron. Yeah, so I wanted to have you on today to talk about podcast artwork and branding and all the things related to that. Uh, so it's going to be a big show. You prepared a bunch of things. We took a bunch of questions from people in the, ch- in the chat. It's going to be epic. So, well, first off, let's do this real quick. Just a real quick introduction to you, what you do, uh, a little bit about your show and your background in branding and art and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Well, I am I'm a coworker with you. Mm-hmm. You and I work for the same company. We work for Sean West. I, my official title is product director. And yeah. I do a lot of work in our email system, Infusionsoft, working to you know, send out the right emails and the right content to the right people and make sure people are getting the, getting the content that they signed up for. And um, I also play a big part in our online community at seanwest.com slash community. We, uh, we do a lot of stuff in there. We're, we're actually in a live chat right now talking yeah. with, with people and, and having a good time. And um, So that's what I do. And that's my, my current job. And... You, what do you want me to talk about my show or? Yeah, do what's your uh, what's your quick descri- description? Sure, I just started a show. We just started live recording the other day. Uh, a show called Behind the Brand, BehindTheBrand.com. Uh, I have a co-host named Kyle Adams. Uh, he's also part of the community. And uh, Behind the Brand is a, a weekly show about building your brand through story and authenticity. And so we were kind of looking through what are the the questions that people are asking. And a lot of people are really interested about the idea of branding. And there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of really technical terms. And so we wanted to kind of bring that back and pull back the curtain, so to speak, and kind of make things a little bit more tangible for people who are either just starting out or wanting to take their brand to the next level. And, you know, do I have a brand? People asking questions like that. So that's uh, that's what the podcast is all about. It it's going to be launching on October tenth, and it's going to be a weekly show releasing in iTunes on Saturdays. Really excited about that. You can go to behindthebrand.com and sign up for the the newsletter there to get uh, notifications of when the show starts and weekly articles, and it's it's good stuff. Awesome. So that's pretty good. A little bit a little bit longer than I was expecting, but that's good. Uh, so oh, well, there you go. <laughs> we're still technically in the intro. So Corey, oh really? Yes, I haven't played the intro music yet. Uh, so, Corey, what problem are we solving for people today? Today, we're solving the problem of how to make your podcast stand out by understanding what your brand is. Nice. I like that. And you'd written something here. Uh, we we both know, and I think a lot of people know, there are tons and tons of podcasts out there. Just an endless supply. Even in Even in very small niches, you'll have a bunch of pretty good shows. So, branding and artwork, that's one way you can you can stand out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So yes. that's that's what we're going to be talking about today. We got a bunch of stuff prepared. Again, this is Aaron Dowd with Corey Miller. Welcome to the podcast, dude. Okay, everyone, welcome back. Man, this is the twentieth episode of the podcast, dude. Twenty episodes. We made it. I made it technically. Well done. You're here. Thank you. You're here to, here to celebrate with me. I'm very honored. Yeah. So, 2020. Uh, I thought this was would kind of be funny. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what I was doing when I was 20. Just real quick. I oh, had. Ju- 
I just to give people a little bit of background where I came from. That was ten years ago. I had just moved out of my parents' house, living in a little tiny, like one re- one room studio apartment with a friend, and I was working as a line cook at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no, it was well. It kind of was. I learned a lot of cool like cooking tricks and uh, made made nine dollars an hour, which was a huge amount of money for me back then. Uh, so I worked, uh, yeah, I worked some uh, some cooking jobs before eventually doing some other things. Uh, so, Corey, what were you doing when you were twenty? When I was twenty, I was working for a local retail store that sold, well, was it was a retail chain franchise of AT and T. So I sold phones and sold plans and helped people with customer service. I was I did that for a couple of years before I got married, and. I just I actually when you asked me what I was doing I was like I actually don't remember that was 5 years ago for me mm. and time time flies man I so I was yeah I was working for AT&T and funny story with that I they give us they give you unlimited data and unlimited phone plans and all of that and so one month we decided to see how much data we could rack up and I basically had Netflix <laughs> on nonstop and I think my record was like 11 and a half gigs of data in one month I definitely got in trouble for that. <laughs> Good times, nobody man. Nobody sees, nobody doing, knows. Doing, uh, yeah, I did, I did some dumb things when I was 20. Okay, anyways, <laughs> just we're not going to stick too much on that. So we're talking about artwork and branding today. So tell me, t- why, do you think, why do you think artwork is important, first off? Well, for podcasts, what, something that is really important, I was doing a little bit of research on this. Um, I, obviously, I just started my own podcast. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of research and, and trying to figure out how to, to make things work. And as I was researching, I discovered there's, there's, did you know that there's over a quarter of a million podcasts on iTunes right now? Oh. And, and it's growing. Like people are adding new podcasts yeah. every single day. And it's one of the fastest growing mediums on the internet. Everybody wants a piece of the pie. Mm. I mean, you go to iTunes right now and it's just, it's saturated. There's, there's so much going on. And as I was looking through the iTunes store, I mean, I, I use iTunes primarily. There, there yep. are other apps that you can use, you know. Uh, but for me, I was looking and what I saw, what I realized is that people see when they're scrolling through, they're just kind of navigating through the podcast feed or through the podcast categories in the store. Sometimes the only thing that you see is a show name and the artwork. Yeah. And so I was thinking about that and thinking, Okay, so if if the first impression that someone's going to have of me is going to be something visual that they see, either just a couple of words, which is the name of my show, yep. or it's the artwork, it can't suck. You know, it has to be interesting and it has to be captivating. Yeah, and yet, if you're trying to establish a, a successful podcast, you have to make people care about you, and this is difficult enough without having terrible artwork or a really terribly named show. Right, right. Uh, so, so I think that's one of the reasons why it's so important is because there's a small moment when someone's scrolling through the iTunes categories or whatever. There's this tiny little moment where you can either stand out or you can blend in. Mm. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And and I, you know, I do that. I I will judge a podcast by its name first. And it, if mm. someone if someone does the naming right, then. St- your listener or your your potential new audience member will know right away if that show is for them or not. Right. We were talking in the community earlier and John asked, do you feel a podcast should have a name rather than 
business name podcast or website name podcast? Should it be thought about as more of a show, the Design Pro Show, Shop Talk, etc.? Mm. And I was thinking through that question, and the, the one that immediately stood out to me was the Dave Ramsey Show. Yep. So if you take the Dave Ramsey Show, the, the podcast title is literally his name. The artwork is literally his face and his logo. And if I didn't know who Dave Ramsey was, his face would make, his face would make no sense to me. Yep. The title of the show wouldn't bring me in because it's just his name. I don't know who he is. Now, because I know that he's a financial expert who wants to help people get financial freedom, I know that's probably what the show is about. But imagine if I didn't know. Like if I, I look at his face and there's a bald guy with headphones on, mm-hmm. I, okay, there's a guy named Dave and he wants to tell me something. Right. But here's, here's the kicker. His, his artwork is not only his face and his logo, but he also has in big, bold, capital letters, take control of your money. Boom. That's what the podcast offers. It's a huge value proposition. If you listen to this podcast, you will take control of your money. Now, not everybody needs that kind of clarity. Not every podcast has to have your tagline in the artwork. Right. But the truth is, he knows his target audience. He knows who he's reaching out to. And he knows that the people who need to be listening to his podcast or, or even internally want to be listening to his podcast, they're going to see that and go, oh, that's what, that's what resonates. And, and so I would say, you know, there, there are uh, various levels where you can have a podcast name or podcast artwork be either slightly vague or be named for your name or, or whatever. But you're, you're going to have a couple of things. You're either going to have an uphill battle because people just have to find out what your name stands for, or you're already bringing in kind of your, an audience to your podcast. I know there's there's a lot of companies or or business people or online entertainment folks. What are they called? Celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, who start their own show, but mm-hmm. you know they already have a following, and so yeah. they say, hey come follow me on my podcast. It's called My Name Because I Talk About Whatever. Now, if you're just starting off a podcast w- without having that kind of a following yeah. yet, you're going to have an uphill battle and there's going to have to be a lot of marketing there if you're going to have something that's a little bit more vague. It's not impossible, but mm-hmm. it, it is going to be more of a challenge. Yeah, yeah. No, you, I think you're right. And I was thinking about this uh, as it relates to my own show. And my mm. show is the podcast dude and the and the the artwork, I love the artwork. Sean McCabe did it. It's a beautiful SM7B microphone in vector style, and it just looks awesome. But I will say, as far as aesthetically pleasing, it it, it definitely is. It's a good looking mm-hmm. good looking artwork. It doesn't have that instant value proposition, like you said with Dave Ramsey. There isn't mm-hmm. there isn't a clear message on that show about like if you want to learn about podcasting, this show is for you. And I put that right. in my description. And, and, you know, the title is like, um, okay, I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's like how to make, <laughs> basically how to make a better podcast. Like if you're interested in learning about podcasts, that's what I tell people whenever mm-hmm. I introduce my show. So uh, you guys, on the other hand, Behind the Brand, which is your, your new podcast, BehindTheBrand.com, people go check that out. The name itself, Behind the Brand, does give people a good idea about what they're going to get. Sure. This is a show about branding. I believe. Do you believe that, Corey? Do I believe that my show is about branding? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> do, do you, never mind. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. So so we've kind of established that artwork is important. People do judge podcasts by their artwork, how good the artwork is. Yeah. So a lot of people 
there's I think there's going to be a co- people in a couple different camps. One is like the people that have the money and can afford to to pay a good designer. They know some people to do a, a great great piece of artwork for their show. And then there's the people that maybe have the skills and they the kind of the know how to do it themselves, do a pretty good job. They know what they want. And then there's the people that maybe are just starting out. They don't have a ton of money to invest in this, uh, and they don't have a lot of experience with designing. So, would you? What do you think? Should people hire, try to find a designer, or should they do it themselves? What are your thoughts on that? Man, it's so it's so hard because I know what I want to say. Well, say what you want to say, man. All right, I'm going to say what I want to say. <laughs> say what you need to say. Great song. So I think it depends on a lot of things. It's, uh, you know, there are questions like, okay, are you a designer? Do you understand your target audience? Do you have the money or don't you have the money to to pay a designer to provide the correct solution? Mm. And I also want to say a lot of people can design their own artwork, but that's not necessarily the best solution. Just because you can doesn't necessarily mean that you should. The, before anything happens with designing artwork, there has to be a huge understanding about what your podcast is, who it's for, and why you're doing it. Because all of that stuff culminates later on in your artwork. So it, it, you know, if I'm like, okay, I'm starting a podcast about, I, I'm starting a screen printing podcast, hmm. and I'm going to be talking about you know, all of the different methods for screen printing and on shirts and on paper and on all these different forms and how to do screen printing on, on moleskin booklets and all of that. Now, knowing those things first, that's key because then it can go into, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have some artwork that's based on my theme or on my message and, and for, my, for my target audience. Yeah. And so that stuff is really important to, to handle before you even get into the place of saying, we need to have artwork being made. Now, the truth is also, just because you know that you can do it doesn't mean that you should. Hmm. But if you do have those skills and you can do that kind of preliminary work, then then go for it. You know, for for our podcast, for Behind the Brand, uh, my co-host Kyle Adams designed the artwork for that. And I, I was originally, you know, he and I were collaborating on it and he's a much better designer than I am. He's absolutely phenomenal. I sent him uh, some artwork. I was like, oh, I'm thinking about this. And it was this really terrible mock-up. And he goes, okay, let me take a stab at this. And I was like, yes, because he's so much better than I am. And so he, he designed the artwork for Behind the Brand. And it fits perfectly. And we went through all the goals and all of that. But what you have to remember is that you have to create artwork that speaks to your target audience instead of only making something that you like. Mm, can you say that one more time? <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, I'll make it a takeaway. Creating artwork that speaks to your target audience is more important than making something that you like. Again, going back to Dave Ramsey, he has artwork that is, I mean, it's, it's okay. Like, it's not going to win any awards, but <laughs> it speaks to the target audience. Yeah. And I've, I've had some people ask me in the, in the past, like, okay, so how, you know, is, are there certain guidelines for making artwork or doing these designs? And, and I want to use this example that I... I personally hate certain fonts. There are certain typefaces out there that I that I see out in the world, and on principle, sometimes I'll I'll see a terrible font on some product or on some restaurant, and I and I refuse to go there. I refuse to buy it. <laughs> I, I seriously won't do it. But here's the deal: even though I hate the papyrus font, 
and its various uses it's out there. Here's the thing. I'm not, I'm being totally serious here. There's there's a whole realm of of papyrus bashing out there in the world and font bashing. Yeah. But here's the deal. If I'm starting a podcast for papyrus lovers, like for the for the font lovers who like papyrus, <laughs> then absolutely you should use it. And, and because it's it's not about me, it's about the audience. My podcast, right. whatever podcast you're doing, is not for you. It's for your audience. So you have to kind of take into consideration what is what your audience is going to resonate with. And I know every designer is cringing right now, but a good designer knows how to use artwork to communicate correctly. Right. Good design is not subjective. It's good design is design that helps the target audience resonate with the message that you're wanting to deliver. Right, right. And Kyle Adams in the chat said, welcome to the Papyrus podcast. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but you've got a point here. That. So for those, of, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Papyrus font, I just want to say real quick, it's, it's what's commonly called the movie font, right? It's those <laughs> tall, skinny letters. You saw it in the logo of, what was it, Avatar? Uh, <laughs> was it really? Av- yeah, oh, I, I believe, didn't even see it there. I believe it was, but but they they use oh, it no. all the time for movies because I I don't know why because, <laughs> but there are. The, can you think of any other? I'm putting you on the spot here. Can you think of any other examples of fonts that you see all the time and they yes. they speak directly to a particular audience? Yes, Good. Comic Sans. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. Wait, wait. Know? How many people actually use Comic Sans? There's there's a lot, Aaron. There are so many for because brands, we, logos. Don't even get me started. Uh, here's the thing, people. You know, people will look on on their on their computers and they'll see what they have. Yeah. And again, Comic Sans, like you can use that for you can use that for particular situations where it works. But you also have to understand that we live in the 21st century, <laughs> and even my wife, who's not a, a designer, she knows now after being married to me and after being on the internet for more than two minutes, knows that you use Comic Sans for comics. You don't use it for birthdays. You don't use it for your child's party. Mm-hmm. You, you use it not for your party store. You use it for comics. It's called Comic Sans. So it's so yeah. there's and there's there's a lot of these like I think the problem, and this actually goes into a little bit more about podcast investing is the problem. The problem is people are hesitant to spend money to have something that's a little bit better uh, because. Yes. Because they're not sure if spending $100 is actually going to net them the results that they may or may not get if they spend $0. Yeah. So for me to, you know, or for someone who's, you know, trying to start a podcast or, or whatever, they might look and go, okay, well, I only have $100 and I need to invest in a good mic. Yep. So I'm just going to go look up at downloadmyfreefonts.co.uk <laughs> and find something that's free that I can use even though it's been used in every single other, you know, whatever yeah. design out there. Yeah, yeah. I would say I mean that speaks to something even deeper that says, you know, it, you have to invest and you've got to do hard work in order to make something effective. If if you want something that lasts, you need to put in the effort. You have to put in the effort. Either that's time, either that's money, you have to invest in order to make something that lasts because taking the easy way out Taking the easy way out makes it so that, that you don't feel the burn of investment. You know what I mean? Yep. There's, you know, you can use a free font, but 
But guess what? If you spent $200 on a typeface for your brand or for your website or I mean, there are, Aaron, there are typefaces out there, font families that are thousands of dollars that you have to pay every year for a license. What? And there are and there are companies, there are people who pay it because mm. it helps to set them apart. Yeah. I mean, if you're, you're talking about being a podcast on iTunes with over a quarter of a million podcasts, if you use Helvetica <laughs> in your podcast artwork, guess what? There's a lot of other podcasts out there that are using Helvetica. It's true. There's a ton of podcasts out there using Helvetica. You can use it, sure, you can, but you have to understand that if you want something that lasts, you've got to put in the effort. You're going to do great work when you feel some burn. Hmm. You're going to do great work when you feel some burn, whether it's, you know, you, you got to hustle a little bit. You've got to work a little bit longer during the week. Um, and too many podcasts do minimal work and think it's okay. Right, and, right. And I, I think it's cheap and it's ignorable. Yeah. And for, for people who, who put in the hard work and they, they release podcasts every single week and they do featured images on every one of their episodes... Those are people I look at and I go, ah, this is a podcast I should pay attention to because they actually care about the experience of their audience. So, so my advice would be don't take the easy way out. Either, you know, I would say even force yourself, force yourself to spend some money. Hmm. I, pff, why not? Force yourself, especially, especially if you're, you're releasing your podcast in a way that doesn't cost very much money. Hmm. I mean, we, the Sean West Network, we all have, uh, we have our custom platform and, we have all these things, and it's a pretty significant investment every month. And there are podcasts out there that are, I mean, you would probably know better than me how much people pay for, for podcasts, right? Uh, as far as just like hosting and stuff? Hosting and, you know, editing, paying an editor, like all that stuff. All There's the a lot of money together. that goes into it. Right. Let's, let's, yeah. let's assume that the average podcaster spends at most an hour preparing for each episode, writing sure. a really basic outline. Uh, preparing, jumping on Skype, then recording it. So you got a couple hours up front for investment and then recording time. And then yes. let's say they pay a podcast editor. That could be anywhere from 50 to two, $300 per episode if, if the editor is also, or if they have a separate person doing show notes and transcriptions and that kind of things, uh, those kind of things. Yeah. And hosting is actually relatively affordable, $12, $15 a month, depending on if you get like Simplecast sure. or... Uh, lives in one of the other services, so time is kind of the the biggest thing. Sure, but it, yeah, it, it it can be expensive. It helps to feel the burn because it makes you a little bit more serious about what you're doing. Yeah. So, for instance, um, I went to, another thing. You know, talking about what I was doing back in 2010. It, it, in 2008, I, I went to one year of university, and I knew nothing about finances. And I got a loan for my first year. It, it literally took several minutes to get $30,000 in debt. Ouch. It was just a couple of buttons, had to get someone to co-sign, fill out a form, boom, $30,000 in debt. And it was, it was, Aaron, it was so easy. Yeah. It was so, so easy to just, I, I didn't feel the burn. Now, now, the difference was if I would have had to hand somebody $30,000 in cash, I never would have done it because it's such a huge investment. Yeah. You know? Like if someone said, "Okay, to go to this, you have to hand me all of this money," I would have kind of, "Oh, you really got to understand." I didn't understand. feel the burn. You, you, yes, you really got to understand the value that you're getting out of that if you're going to hand over thirty thousand dollars. No cash. kidding, no kidding. I mean, it would have been such an investment, but that's that's the thing about you know either debt or or doing something cheaply for a podcast is you don't feel the burn, so it doesn't make you as serious 
until you realize the ramifications later on down the line. I got serious about it later on when the when I had to start making payments. Yeah. And then it burned. Uh, but for a podcast, if you're not if you don't feel the investment somewhere along the line, it gets really easy to get to episode nine and go, Well, that's hard. I'm not too invested, so I can just kind of forget about it. You yeah. know, I, I didn't I didn't spend two thousand dollars on artwork. I didn't spend fifteen hundred dollars on a typeface for my website or for my for my brand. Mm. You know, I, I you know, it's it's kind of a wash. We can so if you want to stand out, stop doing things the cheap way. You can do things the things the cheap way, but everyone's gonna know that you're doing things the cheap way. Yeah. Because it's going to it's going to be shown in the kind of content and the kind of work that you produce. I, I think there are a few, maybe a few edge cases there, but I can usually tell when I'm listening to a podcast that doesn't care about the investment. Yep. They, so I would say push yourself to invest either time or money. Investment helps to make you serious about what you're doing. No, you're absolutely true. And I want to, I want to give someone a shout out while we're on that topic, uh, because I was independent of this conversation, I was actually thinking about this last week because I see a lot of people like how I think I saw a show the other or a, a blog post the other day that was like, how to do your podcast in less than an hour. I was like, less than an hour. How <laughs> about like plan on spending five hours a week on your podcast episode? You imagine how much you can get done if you spent five or 10 hours a week on your podcast episode it could be epic. And there's a guy, yes. there's a guy, um, I'm going to miss up his last name, but his, his, I believe it's Jonathan Cantrell. Cantrell, he does developer tea, and this is either like a two or three times a week podcast for developers. And he talks about programming, programming, but he also talks about a lot of other things. And I, I can always tell when people invest time into shows because mm. it's a solo show. He does interviews sometimes, but he always has this really, really good blog post prepared or he he reads something out or he talks he does similar to what I do he'll he'll talk about a topic yeah. but I can tell that he puts a lot of time into it and he does editing and the shows the shows that people really really invest in I can notice I think other listeners right. can notice too those are the shows that last those are the shows that grow audiences those are the shows that people will engage with and in this whole like just get it out there put the minimal amount of time that you can into it that just that's telling your audience that this is not important to you and if you don't think it's important if you're not enjoying it if you're not having a good time with it then why in the world would they think that it was important exactly i get angry and about these things i know so do i <laughs> uh my good friend winston winston scully just uh just said in the in the community chat he said the best thing about type is you don't have to spend $1500 there's plenty of independent type designers selling fonts for $300. So, I mean, the fact that you would spend any amount of money on a typeface, you're already setting yourself apart from the people who are just going to use Helvetica or Comic Sans or Papyrus. You're already setting yourself apart from that. And, and that's the point. With such an oversaturated aspect of, you know, of a medium, such as podcasting, you, you have to stand out. You've got to move aside from the noise. You've got to push yourself above the noise. And, you know, and, and artwork does that. Uh, show notes does that. Blog posts do that. Newsletters do that. And mm -hmm. it's all part of, of the goal of making sure that you reach, you reach your target audience effectively. Yeah. And I, Sean in the chat, Sean got angry because I think you said something that he said earlier. He wants. A, oh, I wasn't looking at it. He wants a quote. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. So Sean says, uh, so many, so many people not willing to pay for things. So the moment you do, you set yourself apart. Wow, that's okay. Well, we'll, we'll put that as a takeaway, and we'll uh, we'll <laughs> give him attribution. Sean, well done. <laughs> Good job. Okay, okay. We got man. This is really great stuff, but we are burning through time. So let's yeah. uh, let's keep moving. I, I think we had a question from uh, Cecile. Is that how you say it? Sure. <laughs> Cecile had asked, "How do you stay, or, or how can you stay the most updated with the new social media formats when publishing a custom artwork for a blog or a podcast?" So I think you had some notes on this. Can you explain that question? Yeah. So I, I think what she's asking is how do you, how can you focus on making artwork that will stand out and will work among the the various social media formats, you know, either on, on Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram, you know, how can, how can you make sure that those will do well there? Uh-huh. And, and what I would say just very simply, do your research, just do your research on sizing and scale you know, ask, is it readable at a small scale or at a large scale? If, you know, if you're doing it yourself, you need to have some kind of understanding of basic design principles. So, okay. You say basic design principles. Can we just go over those real quick? I mean, sure. (laughs) Yeah. I would say, I mean, I'm just going to throw some things out there. Uh, Basic things like color harmony, um, you can look up really basic articles on on color psychology. Yeah, color you know, psychology what is, is big. Color psychology is really huge. You know, if if you're wanting to create something that's all about safety and about comfort, and you use really bright font or really bright colors like red and orange and like these really jarring colors, <laughs> it's not going to promote a feeling of safety for me. So it, it's going to clash with the message of your podcast. Right. Um, hierarchy. You know, you know what are people's eyes going to look at? There's, there's just a few things that you can, it's, I mean, it's seriously, take a day, take a week to look up some of these things, you know, um, white space. What's that? Oh, I was just going to say two, two things that are big for me. Uh, yeah. White space and simplicity. Yeah. So many, yeah. so many people try to cram too many things into, into a space and it's just totally. a lot of visual noise. So go simple, make sure there's a lot of space around your elements you you want to especially for a podcast the artwork isn't your message the podcast is your message mm. um i read i read a fantastic article uh, where the guy was writing about being a conference speaker and he said mm. when you're designing your your conference talk title the purpose is not to get somebody to go to your talk the purpose of the title is to make somebody read the first sentence of your description so for artwork you're not trying to necessarily get them to listen to your show just yet. You want them to make that first click into your show to read the description, read the titles of your podcast episodes, and then to subscribe and then to listen. So the artwork, the artwork is just a bridge between, between a person who's just kind of going through the categories to get to your feed. Hmm. And then your feed, your description, your episode titles, those are what bring people in. So our work is not necessarily going to sell anybody, but it is going to make somebody interested. Nice. I like that. Um, I also want to say one more thing to the social media yeah, yeah, formats. Please. Um, it, just, it also helps to know what platforms you're going to be marketing on mm-hmm. because every platform is different. So, for instance, if you link a page on Facebook, you know, if you go on and, I, and if I were to type in thepodcastdude.com, which is your website, Yep. You know, it's it's going to pull up an image that's on that page, and it's going to 
as as far as I have been able to to tell with my tests, it shows a sixteen by nine crop of one of the images on the page if it's larger than a, a certain pixel size. Hmm. So if you have something that's a really big image, but it's not formatted sixteen by nine, it's it's going to be a little bit tough. So you know it's going to have some cropping and it's going to be a little weird. Um, however, if you post a picture. In most cases, it shows up natively, but usually it gets cropped to a square on the main feed as people are are scrolling through. So you have to have some kind of understanding of how images that you're putting on your page or on your episode page, what your artwork is going to look like. You know, in some cases, there's going to be a little bit of compromise because you want to design something that that works for your audience. And sometimes, you know, things are going to change on social media. You know, Facebook in a month could change all of their algorithms about images and all of their code about all of that stuff. So you got to work with that a little bit, but Twitter is different. Pinterest is different. Google plus is different. You, you just got to do, you have to do your research and know where you're going to be posting and, and what it does to your artwork and what it looks like, because you can, you can make adjustments for that. Yeah. Yeah. And something that I've like, I need to be posting on Instagram more uh, for my artwork and I got to work on that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do my artwork in 800 by 400 pixels, so it's a rectangle. And, f- you know, for the longest time, Instagram was a square. Right. So since I designed in a rectangle to take advantage of those dimensions, I would have to redo, basically redo the image mm-hmm. or the design into a square. So it's something I'm still working on, but but good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. All right, so just just real quick. If someone is interested, and in, we've talked a lot about about the importance of you know investing in maybe either a designer or a good font face, mm-hmm. um, font is that right? Font face, typeface. Oh Don't make goodness Winston, gracious! Winston and all of the typographers out there are going to get so angry. John's, I probably shouldn't have even said typographer. It's like type <laughs> designer. I'm sure John's going to fire me. <laughs> they're, okay, they're get so type, angry. Typeface, right? <laughs> font. Learnfonts.com. Learnfonts.com. Printed fonts. Okay. If someone's interested in getting started with doing like featured images for their for their episodes or even just basic artwork, what are some programs that you know they could get started on? I know for me, when I was first starting learning web design and graphic design, I had heard a lot about Photoshop, but it was fairly expensive. Back then they didn't mm-hmm. have the subscription. It was like six hundred dollars and I one didn't have that money, two wasn't even sure if I was gonna use it. So instead, sure. and I, you know, I had a Mac back then because I knew that designers all use Mac. Um, right, of course, I'm all gonna, of us. Going to make a lot of them <laughs> angry. And I'm just kidding, guys. Relax, Windows. We love you, Windows people. Yeah, we do. And Linux people. It's totally cool. It's totally cool. Um, I got started on a, I think at the time it was $15. I think it's $30 now, an app called Pixelmator. Hmm. And this, I thought this was a pretty good app. You can do photo editing. You can create graphics. It's, it's a low-cost way to get started. There's lots of good tutorials. Um, did you have any any other ones? I currently use Sketch. You're you're a Photoshop guy, right? I'm a I'm a Photoshop guy through and through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've tried. I've used a few others in the past. There's a fairly new one called Affinity Designer. A F F I N I T Y. Yeah. Uh, designer, and that's been getting a lot of great reviews. There's there's a lot of great stuff that I'm hearing about it. Sketch I used for a little bit, and then ended up going back to Illustrator. Um, that's just because I've been using Photoshop since I was a, a young lad. <laughs> so, so I just, I can't put my full weight of recommendation behind those sure, things, but sure. there are plenty out there. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars, but 
you, you should spend some money. I think Affinity Designer is maybe forty nine dollars. Yeah, Sketch, Sketch is hundred. Is, is is okay. Yeah, so I think when I got it, there was an early bird. Yeah, yeah, they, sort of a deal when it first came out. But I bought it. I think I got it for fifty bucks. Yeah, I mean, it, it, all it takes is doing a little bit of hard work up front and and doing a little bit of investment and save a little bit of money and and buy yourself uh, one of these you know one of those apps that you can get. Um, and then there's such there's so many tutorials out there in the world just yeah. go on youtube and type in pixelmator design tutorials that's yep. it yep. and then you've got you know a hundred thousand different <laughs> results some of them probably not that great but you know. probably not so great but you can kind of weed through those yeah yeah and and if you don't have money to like get a book or real paid training then you got to take what you can get sure there's a lot of good free stuff out there okay a lot of good free stuff on the world and then finally as far as artworks we're going to move into branding a little bit more uh, sizes for artwork. So if you're going to make an, an art piece of artwork, if you're going to make a podcast artwork, a podcast artwork, the dimensions need to be 1400 pixels by 1400 pixels at a minimum. The maximum size is 3000 by 3000 pixels. And is that just a, a standard for to have it be in a square dimension just across the board or? Yep. yep. We use 1400 by 1400 at Sean West for the shows. Works great. Okay. So, but that's what people, they nice. need to be aware of when they're creating artwork inside of their program and then also exporting it. Great. Cool. Nice. Big things. All right. So do you want to talk about branding now? Sure. I mean, it's your show. That's true. That's true. Do what you want. Okay. So, so yeah, let's, let's talk about branding a little bit. We're sitting right at about 40 minutes, I think. Okay. So branding. What do you think about branding? Branding for podcasters. Branding. Such a such a loaded word means a lot of things. Means a lot of things. I, I think the term branding can be misleading because people associate it primarily with what others see. It's more about visual things. The, the external, yeah, visual identity. It's it's about you know what does my logo look like yep. in this case? What's my artwork? You know what does my my website look like? And this is something that we get to on the Behind the Brand podcast at behindthebrand.com. Oh yeah. Ultimately, branding is. Defining your values, your mission, and your purpose. It's about, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Who are you doing it for? What are you, what will you do and not do? Hmm. You know, your, your brand is what people think about you. It's not necessarily what they see. Hmm. It's how they feel when they see it. It's, it's your audience's perception of who you are through the eyes of their circumstances and experiences. So as, as a podcast, you are you're making a promise. You're saying, this is who we are. This is what we do. This is what we're going to talk about. And, and then you deliver on it with consistency and excellence. So it, podcast branding contains the visual, yeah. but it's also about saying, this is what we're going to provide to you every single week and, and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I had a couple of thoughts on that. What you say about branding being a definition, like defining your values, your mission, your purpose, who you're doing it for, why you're doing it things that you will and won't do. Though that's really good and I don't think a lot of people think enough about that before they start a show. But the visual aspect, the visual aspect of branding, it is important. It is important to have consistency between like say your podcast artwork and the way your website looks and all your different social media accounts. If you're using different fonts everywhere, if you're using different colors everywhere, that's going to confuse people. Right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You wouldn't you wouldn't expect to go onto apple.com mm-hmm. and see a different 
font on their website than you would say in iOS or in iTunes or on OS X. You'd ex- expect to see some sort of consistency. And that's just, and a lot of that's about user experience. So I, I'm not going to feel so jarred, you know, because here's the, the truth about what you see the visuals of a brand ultimately need to get, are there to get out of the way and break down barriers between your message and your audience. That's what, that's what the visual aspect of, of a brand is, you know, your project does need to have, I'm sorry, your podcast does need to have clarity between, you know, your podcast artwork and your featured images and your website. Absolutely. Those, there needs to be alignment so people can know that they're related there's there's huge huge importance there and there there are guidelines you can set up and say yeah this is going to be our 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 typeface this is going to be our our brand colors you know you work together to to develop a a visual style absolutely do all of those things but ultimately realize that the the artwork is there to break down the barriers between you your message and your audience yeah so that's what I think about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Because here, here's the deal. I, can I talk a little bit more on that? I, I get passionate. Do it. I get passionate fiery, about these things. Fiery Corey. Some people ask, okay, why is branding important? Why is it important to have a, a full understanding of what my podcast is, what it's about? Because here's the truth. Nobody knows about you and nobody cares. Mm-hmm. You're not the hero in anyone else's story. The, every, every single human on the planet is involved in the overarching narrative of the world, of history. Yeah. But they are the hero of their own story. They are the Luke Skywalker to the <laughs> Star Wars. They are, you know, they're the Frodo Baggins of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That's, that's, they're their own story. Yep. And they want to know how you're going to help their story along. That is the absolute number one rule of trying to connect to your audience, trying to connect with other people is you have to tell a story and provide content that connects with people to amplify them in their journey of life. You make people care about you by proving that you care about them. You make people, you make people care about you by proving that you care about them. So if you, if you make a podcast for yourself, nobody's going to care. Right. If you make artwork that's for yourself and about yourself, nobody's going to care. You have to make them, you can make them care and they want you to make them care. Yeah. But that's, you have to provide value. You have to provide something that boldens and increases their story because it's, to them, it's about them. I mean, people are, I, I don't like saying that people are inherently selfish, but people are inherently selfish. It's true. It's true. It's, it's just the way that the world is. And so you have to play into that by saying, this podcast, this brand, this company, this business, this project, this product, it's about you. It's not about us. It's about you. And you do that through content. You do that through marketing. You do that through your copy. You do that through your episode titles. Through you know, you don't ramble on about you know whatever the heck you want on your podcast that nobody cares about because they don't care. They care about how their story is going to be improved and how they're going to grow and what's the value for them. And then they start to care about you because they know that you care about them. That's epic. I get angry. <laughs> Understa- understandably. Something <laughs> I'm actually kind of curious. I don't know if you want to come back in a couple of weeks, but I'm going to be doing a, an episode about what to do if your podcast isn't getting traction. So Oh-ho. maybe you can join me for that. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll I don't, don't want to take up all your free time. 
I, I have nothing but free time. You have a lot of uh, emails to send through Infusionsoft. That is true. Yes. I actually don't have any free time. I just I work too hard. Uh, I'm, I'm basically nonstop working. You get a lot I even of work in my, done. I work in my sleep. Oh, goodness. And I'm not just saying all this because I know that my boss will listen to this podcast. He, I think he's listening true. right now. Nope. Okay. Shh. So as a podcaster, our job, if we want to grow an audience, if we want to connect with people, we have to tell people what they're going to get out of it. Right. That's that's the if I can say anything, that's the number one rule of podcasting. So you got to tell people what you're going to give them. Hmm. So the description, I think the description might be one of the first ways that you can tell people what they're going to get out of your show. And this is the description that goes in iTunes underneath your title. Hmm. My thought is, is you need two different pieces. You need a very short, punchy description, like a one liner, like my podcast is about teaching you how to podcast better. I could probably, you know, do better than that. But that's the idea, right? Your your sure. your podcast is about learning how to brand your thing. Right. And well, how would you describe your podcast in a single in a single sentence? My the description for our podcast is a weekly show about building a successful brand through story and authenticity. Beautiful. Beautiful. So that's what that's what people need to do. They need to first come up with a short description and then do a really, really great job of explaining the value, explaining what people are going to take away from their show. Yes. Yeah. And, and also, you got to focus the description on the audience Yep. because the show is for them. It's not for you. If you just say a couple of musings from Corey Miller about things that he's learned in his life, no one's going to care. No one's going to listen to that. Nobody right. cares. Right. They want to know how to build a successful brand through story and authenticity. Those, that's my target audience. Yep. You you have to focus the description on the audience because the show is for them, not for you. Because the moment you believe your show is about you is the moment it's failed. Hmm. Okay, okay, but I want to say so. You said your show is for people who are who want to build a brand, right? Mm-hmm. So what about all the people that don't want to build a brand? I mean, don't you want them listening too? Uh, here well, you you want you want harsh Corey? Yes, go harsh Corey, please. I'm. They're not my target audience. My show, our show, is is not for everybody. And you cannot have your target audience be everybody. You can't say, my podcast is for all the people of all the world. Yep. And then I'll just talk about everything. But guess what? It's You know that, that scene from The Incredibles? When you talk about everything, you talk about nothing. When everyone is your target audience, nobody is. That whole, you have to focus down. You've got to niche down. You have to say, these are the people that I'm going to be podcasting to, that I'm going to be writing to, that I'm going to be developing this product for. Because if you try to reach everybody, you're going to reach nobody. So if you try to reach somebody, if you try to, you, you niche down and you say, this is our target. So, so our target audience is not necessarily for moms who want to learn about how to raise their children in Texas. That's not what my show is for. That's not who my show is for. If that mom wants to build a successful brand through story and authenticity, then then she's in my target audience. But you have to be clear about who you're trying to reach because that's the only way you can be effective is if you know who you're trying to reach. And then you you dial it in a little bit more. It's the, the more you niche down, the more successful you can be. Awesome. I'm with you on that. So that was a lot of show today. It was a lot of show. Thanks for having me on. A lot of show. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I'm I'm not saying we have to wrap up right this moment, but we're we're reaching the end of the the show. Yeah. So let's do a recap. What are the right before we go, let's tell the listeners. What are the most important takeaways you think that we talked about in in today's show? 
Sure. The number one takeaway I would say is artwork and branding is how you make your show stand out. So it's not necessarily going to be in the message because you can stand out that way. Yep. But artwork and branding is how you make your show stand out so that people can find you. That's awesome. I, I think that's number one. Uh, another is create artwork that speaks to your target audience because that's more important than making something that you like. Yes, yes. Um, Do, can I take the next one? Yeah, no, go for it. This, this, your show. this is my favorite so far. Oh, the other ones were good too. If, okay. if you want something, and you wrote this, so I can't take credit, but I'm on board with it. If you want something that lasts, you need to put in the effort. So stop thinking about the minimum amount of work that you can do to get this thing out and start thinking about how you can make it be the best freaking thing that it can be. And yes. you, say, you say you don't have time for something. If this is important to you, if you really care about podcasting and growing an audience and getting better at what you do, because I absolutely 100% believe that if you invest time in the process of podcasting, researching, writing, talking about things, engaging with your audience, you're going to get so much better at whatever it is that you care about. Yes. So put it on the freaking calendar. <laughs> put it on the calendar. You know, I, I struggle with this, Corey. You might know that my show goes out Monday mornings. Yeah. Well, for the longest time, I've been procrastinating. I've been letting other things come first, and I'll end up spending most of Sunday preparing for not just doing the show notes and the artwork and all that stuff, getting it up online for the mm. show that's about to go out, but also writing and polishing an outline for the, the following episode, the one that I'm going to record the next day. That's procrastination. Yes, I'm setting time aside, but if this is really, really important to me, I need to look at my calendar and say, all right, what time do I have this week that I can schedule like a two or three hour block or even just an hour or a half an hour? Whatever, mm. however much time you need to make something great, go put it on the calendar, protect it. Don't let something else come in the way. If you need to go exercise, like put that on the calendar too. Don't, don't put that on your, in the middle of your podcast writing time, or your podcast research time. If you invest time in podcasting, it will be good. People will notice, people will pay attention, and people will care. Yes. If you don't make time for your podcast, your audience won't make time to listen to it. Oh, boom. Just saying. Magic. Just saying. All right. So I think one last thing, one last thing as far as as far as the artwork goes. If you're gonna do your own show, think about what you're trying to communicate to your audience. Think about what would resonate with them. Not a bad idea to go and look at what other people in your industry, in your niche, how their designs are. And what do you I mean, you can weigh on in this, Corey. That's just as Setting expectations, right? If you have a design about gaming, or excuse me, if you have a podcast about gaming, gaming gamers, gaming websites, they have a certain look, right? Same with mm. the healthcare industry, same with technology. Okay. There's a certain look. So it's a good idea to know what that look is, know what kind of fonts they use, but don't be afraid to break that mold. But do that yes. research. Just remember, go go simple. If you can't hire someone, go simple. Maybe invest in a good font, and yeah, and, and don't be afraid to collaborate with people. Reach out to your mm. friends who are better designers than you and ask them for feedback. Yep. All right, Corey, anything else? I don't know, man. This was a great show. Um, uh, you know, last thing, last takeaway. Yes. You make people care about you by proving that you care about them. I love it. And that's all I got. Well, Pro it's not all I got, but. You've got a lot of things. There's a lot of things. We've been that's all we got time for today. Actually, yeah. no, we're going to do some questions in the after show. Okay, oh, but shoot. this, 
All right, wrapping up, wrapping up. I just want to say, listener, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for listening to me and Corey. I know we both really, really appreciate you showing up and listening. You can find us on Twitter. I am at the podcast dude, Corey. I am at at Corey D.H. Miller. It's my Twitter handle. Yeah, that's great. And you, you have a website. You have a podcast that's about to launch. Yes. Check out BehindTheBrand.com. You can go there, and uh, on October 10th, it's going to be launching with three episodes. We're going to launch with three episodes. It's going to be awesome. And we just had our first live recording last Friday. Uh, my, my co-host, Kyle Adams, and I, we, had, we talked about what is a brand. This next week, we're going to be talking about values, missions, and purpose. It's, it's going to be awesome. Uh, you can go to BehindTheBrand.com. Sign up for the newsletter You can to get notification of when it launches and get weekly articles. It's going to be good. Excited about it. Awesome, awesome. And just a reminder, I also have an email newsletter. I never talk about this. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> Go to thepodcastdo.com to sign up for that. I send out emails every week with a little personalized message and overview of the show that just came out. It's good stuff. Go sign up. Uh, and then also, nice. if you're interested in reading all the stuff we talked about today, I'm going to be writing out Oh boy, looking forward to this. Writing out really detailed show notes of all <laughs> the things we talked about today. It's going to be epic. It's going to be at thepodcastdo.com slash 20. So go read that. Let me know if you have any questions. Send me email, aaron at thepodcastdo.com. Cool. Lastly, last thing, people need to join the community. Am I right about this, Corey? Yes, absolutely. Do, Corey, do you, remember, do you remember that we actually met in the community? I do remember. It Is that was, crazy? It was so strange to to feel like I had this really deep connection with someone I'd only met online. But then later on in the year, you and I took a road trip together yeah. with a couple other guys from the community to go to a conference in Georgia. There's there's a lot of great stuff going on in the community. We're, we've been in there this whole time. Uh, we were in there asking questions earlier today. People are coming in asking questions about their businesses and their designs and all the, there's there's so many things that are awesome about the community like-mindedness people in here are are willing to help and yeah. to provide input and to provide a, a safe place for you to grow and to take your business to the next level to 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 explore more of what you can do with your business and it's it's so great it's awesome i love it love it and everyone in here they support the shows all the shows so we don't yeah. have to do ads. We don't want to do ads. I'm not a fan. Uh, no sponsors. No sponsors. No sponsors. It's just value. And the and, value. Yeah. And I've developed relationships with so many people in the community. It's It's been life-changing. It really has. Even back mm. when I was doing podcast editing as a, as a, free, as a business, it, it changed my game. Took me from like scarcity mindset and not being sure if I'd make enough money to you know doubling my rates and working with better clients. I cannot recommend the community enough. If you're starting off a podcast, if you're trying to get your podcast off the ground, oh man, come into the community. There are there are people here who have podcasts, who are part of networks, who who want to help you grow and want to help you be successful. Boom, that's great. Okay, we've been talking yeah. about podcasts for way too long. A lot. <laughs> podcasts so go, on the podcast, dude. Podcast. Come on, I could talk about podcasts all day. Okay, everyone needs to go check out seanwest.com/slash/community if you want to be a part of this. It's great. Uh, yeah, let's see. What do I got coming up next week? I'm going to be talking about getting your show into iTunes, getting your show ready, publishing it, getting it in iTunes. And then also I'm going to address the question, how do I get into new and noteworthy and how much will that help my show? 
because it comes up a lot and I got some thoughts on that. Mm. So thanks for coming on, Corey. This was, this was amazing. This is fun. I had a blast, man. I hope yes. this helps people. I think it will. I think it will. I'm looking forward to having you on more in the future. I think maybe even Kyle. That'd be fun. Yeah. He gets really fiery. All right. So we got some questions coming up in the after show. Everybody, stay tuned. After show, yeah. Such live, such live. So we got some questions. We got some questions. First one is from Eric. You ready for this, Corey? Yep. Is it a good idea to make your podcast artwork a clever graphic so it's more memorable, or is it best to keep it straightforward? What do you think? I very simple. Mm. If it works for your target audience, then do that thing. So you can either have a clever graphic that is memorable or you can have something that's really simple. But as long as it reaches and it speaks and it resonates with your target audience, then mm. absolutely. There's, I was thinking this morning without even going into iTunes, going through the iTunes store and, and thinking about which one stood out to me. And I remembered there was a podcast called, I guess I'm giving them a shout out. I've never <laughs> listened to it, so I can't recommend. It's called Newbies. But it's got a mom on the, like a cartoon of a mom holding a baby on the front. Super clever. Oh, newbie. It's the baby. I get it. So, but they know how to speak to their target audience. So there is some cleverness there. Hmm. There are other ones. Uh, the Vogue podcast is just their logo with like a weird picture in the back. Hmm. CNN has their logo. Oh, okay. CNN debates. Boom. Yep. That's, that's what's there. So you just have to know what your target audience, who do your target audience is. And, and what they're going to resonate with. I like that. So it, what, is your, what message is your artwork sending to your audience? Yes. Cool. Moving on. Robert Guzzo had asked, one of the things I love about podcasts on the Sean West Network is that they use featured images for every episode. I'd like to do the same when I start podcasting. What are some ways to keep my featured images consistent with my podcast image and overall brand while at the same time conveying a sense of an episode's content. Mm. Do you have any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I want to say, first thing, most important thing, I think, is we have a font. We have a Sean West font. And I believe I can say what it is. Sean, tell me if I'm not allowed to share this. No, it's LeMond Courier. Sean paid money for this, I think. He actually, can you believe that? Paying money for a font? Heck yeah. So weird. He paid money, and we all use his font in our featured images, unless I think Sean sometimes designs his own because he's really good at designing stuff. He does lettering, I think. Oh, he he goodness. did lettering one time. He used to, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, there, there's also, there's also colors. You can use a consistent color palette. What do you think, Corey? I, I would say just set yourself up with some guidelines. If If your brand doesn't currently have any kind of visual guidelines or any kind of 
overarching style, I, make yourself some guidelines and say, I'm going to use these typefaces. This is going to be a color, color palette that fits with our brand. If, mm-hmm. you, if you have a designer that came up with those, use those things. Um, and then once you have some guidelines down, then you can give yourself a little bit of freedom. For instance, on, on the Sean West Network, we, we all use Lamont Courier, but you can go through different episodes and see, oh, there's like a rocket ship on this one, or yeah. there's an, a clever illustration, or there's, there's something there that, that kind of stands out to me because people really interact with, with images. Like that's, that's what the internet is primarily, is images and it's visuals. Yeah. So you want to you bring people in and so you can be creative in that. Just set yourself up with some basic guidelines so that people know that it's connected. For instance, I, you know, I look at stuff that is in Lamont Courier. Now I instantly think of Sean West yep. because it's used across for everything. We, you know, it's on the website. It's on, uh, on our pictures, pictures, on images. Mm-hmm. It's on all of it. So set yourself up with some guidelines. Pick out, uh, you know, have a designer come up with some kind of guide for you or or just write down what you're going to do and what you're not going to do and then and then feel feel free to play around with that um just make sure that you what you're doing you know is cohesive you know if you want to put a a watermark on there or a logo on the bottom of every image so people know that it's from your website then go for it just start with guidelines and something that's going to be cohesive and then go from there i'm with you on that you know it's been a while since i've talked about music and bands but I have a, I do That's have a really? quick I do have a quick example that is related to this. So the lead singer in my band, uh, not half bad for those of you that want to go check it out. The lead singer in my band does the design work, and he's he's got the he's got like the basic idea of branding, right? Like all of the artwork he creates is kind of usually bright and playful and centered around like pizza and partying and having a good time, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But he he doesn't have fonts that he uses consistently he doesn't have like a color palette exactly in his mind a lot of the times it's like bright neon colors or that but every once in a while he'll he'll stray and he i think he's missing out because if he would if he would narrow down his options a little bit say i'm only ever going to use this one font or these two fonts and i'm only ever going to use these six colors people would start to associate those things with our band and they would know as soon as they saw this image or this design, they would know like, oh, there's that band. And it would be associated in their mind. But he creates, a when he doesn't use colors and fonts that are like anything else he's done before, you almost create this disconnect or maybe this dissonance mm. in people seeing it. And they have to process what they're seeing. Whereas if he had, a, if he had just a couple of fonts, just like one or two or couple of colors people would know right away that this was his thing or our thing you know the band's thing yeah. i don't know what yep. do you think about that drums no i'm i don't i don't think i need to say any more to it i think you, i think you nailed it okay cool so we're running out of time we got to go if we had one more question should we do this or just just bounce i'll yeah we can do it real rapid quick. fire rapid fire you so, read it you answer it emily emily says uh i had a client say i don't want my artwork to be too different from all the others in the finance category is there a benefit to podcast artwork looking similar to others as far as format slash style, hmm. <laughs> format or style, and or should each podcast artwork be unique? Hmm. Who's your target audience? Yes, speak to them, absolutely, but don't blend in. If everyone else is using black to white gradients 
and Helvetica on their finance podcast, guess what? If you do that, nobody's going to care. No one's going to know that you're doing something different. In fact, no one's going to know that you're separate from that other podcast. Mm. So yes, do your, do your due diligence, do your research, figure out what works, what doesn't work. You know, that's all, that's all part of artwork and, and design research. Like you got to do your research. Don't just come up with something and go, well, I think it'll work because I saw this, you know, this gradient with the, you know, iOS five bubble look that looks like it's all in aqua and it looks really good. But guess what? That may not work for your target audience. So just do your research. Yes. Make it unique. Yes. Make it stand out. Yes. Make it resonate with who you're, who you're trying to reach to. I like it. And I think that's your daughter telling you that it's time to go. Am I right? Mm. Maybe a little bit. Okay. Hey, Corey, I just want to say, man, thanks for coming on and doing this. You you put a lot of time into writing and sharing this information, and I really appreciate it. And I think the listeners do too. So one last time, if they want to find you on Twitter, reach out and talk to you, ask you questions for your show, either behindthebrand.com or at Corey D.H. Miller. Awesome. So that's going to do it for the show today. Everyone, thanks for hanging out, listening. And Thanks, uh, everyone. I, I will talk to you all next week.